You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. That's right, it's that time again, time for yet more of this crazy madness that we call Luke's English Podcast. Um, It's not really that crazy, is it? Let's be honest. In fact, it's quite sane. It's quite a sane thing, really. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know why I just said that it was crazy. Uh, but, you know, I had to say something. You know, I had to just say something at the start. Because it's, it's no good me just sort of not saying anything. Because then you're just listening to, to silence. And that's not really going to help you with your English, is it? I mean, silence. I mean, you could listen to silence anywhere. You certainly don't need to download silence from the internet. I, I think we can all agree on that. So... Um, it's not really crazy, you know, it's not crazy madness that Luke's English podcast is quite normal and quite sane. I think it's the sort of thing that, you know, any sane person would do, um, you know, listen to this. So if you are listening to this, then well done. That probably proves that you're not mad. Okay. Uh, well done. And I mean, who knows? I, I guess there might be some mad people listening to this. Well, I don't really know, do I? All I have really is like statistics from my website telling me like how many people listen and in which countries they are but it doesn't tell me for example their kind of uh, their, their mental health um, for all I know there could be kind of mental health institutions um, like clinics in different countries where they kind of encourage the, uh, the, 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 the patients to listen to, to Luke's English podcast just because they think that it'll somehow help with their with their mind, um, I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, obviously, you can see at this point that I'm kind of talking nonsense. It's already started. I've already started to talk some nonsense. But anyway, you know that's what this is all about for me. Just a chance for me to just um, have a bit of fun and talk a little bit of nonsense and have people all over the world like listen to it and pay attention to it. It's quite a privilege for me. Um, I think really the. It's a privilege that I can just sort of say all these kinds of things, this kind of stupid stuff, into this microphone here in my living room, and then have like tens of thousands of people listening to it um, in different countries all over the world. I mean, the privilege really is the fact that I'm, you know, I speak English as a first language, and that there are so many people out there who need to sort of learn English to a very good degree, and that they they actually will go to the effort of say downloading a podcast. Uh, from an English teacher like me, just so they can listen to like real genuine English. So anyway, the, yeah, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know that uh, often the first, say, five to ten minutes of each episode might be me just talking a load of crap at the beginning, and that really you do get down to business later on in the in each episode. So you know, if if this is the first time you're listening, you know, don't worry, it's not just me talking nonsense for the whole time. Uh, we do actually do some quite useful things in this podcast. So, you know, don't give up. Don't stop listening just because I haven't taught you any new words or anything yet. You know, there's no need to stop. Uh, just wait. Be patient. OK, be patient because there will be some seriously brilliant and very useful and amazing things in this episode today. Right. That actually brings me to the content of today's episode. What's it going to be about? Well, sorry, I just got 
got a cup of tea going on here. Um, so what's the podcast about? Well, I thought it was time to um, have another look at a different accent again. And in this episode, we're going to focus on a kind of London accent. Uh, some people would call it the Cockney accent. Uh, basically, it's that kind of working class London accent. Um, and uh, so what I've done is I've, I've searched the internet um, looking for samples of a kind of sort of East London or kind of working class London Cockney accent. And, and what I've done is I've found an interview with an actor called Ray Winstone. Um, or Ray Winston. Winstone. I think, it's, I think people call him Winst- Ray Winstone, actually. Uh, Ray Winstone is a great British actor and he's very, very well respected. And uh, he's, he's from the East End of London. So he's got that, you know, he's got that sort of like East End sort of accent, you know what I mean? So he speaks a bit like that. Um, you, you probably know Ray Winstone. He's been in some great films. He, he was in uh, the latest uh, Indiana Jones movie. Um, he's also been in The Departed with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and he's a, he's a really good British actor. Um, so and I think he's a good example of that sort of London style accent. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about with the London accent, you know, basically it's a bit like this, isn't it? You know what I mean? So, like, if you're from London, yeah, if you're like a proper Londoner, yeah, you might be like a bit of a geezer, you know what I mean? You sort of speak with like a Cockney accent and all that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So you say words like thing, yeah, thing, not thing, not thing with the sort of, with your tongue between your teeth, th, no, it's like th, like an F sound, thing, you know what I mean? Like if you think about all the, all the, like, all the people in, in like the east of London who, um, you know, who speak in a, in a Cockney accent, they don't say, they don't say think, they say think, you know what I mean? Like, so you know what I'm thinking about? So that's a kind of, um, that's a sort of Cockney accent, right? So what I'm going to do is play you this interview with Ray Winstone. And um, he, in the interview, he talks about the worst date he ever had, like the worst date he ever had. And he tells a kind of story about the worst date that he ever had. Now, I wonder if you can understand the story. Um, well, maybe the, it, the accent might make it a little difficult for you to understand to understand what he's saying uh, but it'll be very good practice for you and hopefully it'll give you kind of more of an idea of what that kind of London Cockney accent sounds like um, so you can perhaps identify it or understand it in the future alright so first of all let me play you this interview it's it's, it's fairly long uh, it's probably about six minutes long I think um, so keep listening because when it's finished I'm going to explain what he said and we'll look in a bit more detail at the accent and some of the expressions that he uses, right? So this is like real, genuine, authentic British English from a real Londoner. All right, mate? Nice one. Right, here's the interview then. Check it out. I remember going on a date once uh, years ago with a girl, Kerry, really good girl, and I knew her brother and everything, right? And I picked her up, and as I went to pick her up, I walked into the, uh, this is a disaster, this is how things go wrong, right? I walked into the passageway and they lived at the back of Limehouse, really nice people. And someone had left a telephone on the floor and there was a glass door into the front room, the lounge. As I walked in, I was going, hello, and I kicked the telephone on, it was like on a volley, half volley. It went straight through the glass window, right? That's the, no, that's the first, right? Smashed the thing to pieces, right? 
I'm in bits. I'm like, uh, mum and dad were caught. I said, I'm really, really sorry. Who left the phone on the Friday again? So I'm really, really sorry. And Kerry was upstairs getting ready and all that. And then I sat down on the city waiting for her, you know, mum's panning the glass up and it's like, I'm in bits. And I leant on the side of the sofa like that and the whole sofa ripped down and fell off. Now, you're going to think I'm joking here, right? It fell off and I'm up. It's like you've been framed or something, right? I'm in bits now, right? Oh, fucking sorry, you know, and they're getting the ump now. <laughs> I'm smashing the ass up. <laughs> I've only been in there five minutes. Done that. We've got a bus from Limehouse, on the bus, some Russian-type sailor started now digging us out, you know, saying, you come with me, with your girlfriend and all that. I've had a fight on the bus with a geezer, right? It's within half an hour now, right? I mullered him on the bus, right? It's all gone pear-shaped, right? So we're still going out, we've gone to a pub, then we've gone to a party, and the party's in Cloudsley Square, in Islington, right? Go up there, nice out, very nice out, one of three kind of tier houses, townhouse things, you know, really lovely, and the same thing. You know, what I was just saying about this, what reminded me about it, you know, keeping one eye on her, she's all right, and I'm talking to a couple of friends here, like, bum, bum, bum. And as she's walked across the room, <laughs> to come and talk to me, I've noticed that you do with your girls, it's something you kind of, you, you look after them without making them feel they're being looked after, you know what I mean, but you, you watch it. And she's tripped on the carpet. And as I've caught her, I caught her, right, there's a table behind me with a glass chandelier, right, thing on, right? And I don't know how much this was worth. I've hit it. And it's smashed on the floor on the fireplace and it's gone everywhere. I mean, it's glass everywhere. You couldn't glue this back together. <laughs> right? And the woman who's there, it was screamed. Right? And I remember saying to her, I'm really sorry, love. Whatever it costs, I'll, I'll, you know, I was trying to catch her. Whatever it costs, I'll pay for it and I'll, I'll put it all right. You know, it was obviously someone's mum we knew and I'll pay for that. She went, and she went on and went on. Then you go, well, fuck you then. And you know, then it all goes pear shaped. And that was the date. And I got her home, and that was that. A really nice girl could have, you know, might have been really nice. That was it. I had a nightmare. Well, so by watching someone trying to be so nice, it all went the other way. Whoa, okay. There you go. That's Ray Winstone talking about the worst date he ever had. Now, I wonder how much of that you've got. Well, basically, let, first of all, let me just explain basically what the story was, and then we will go through it, like, bit by bit, and understand exactly what he says, like, word for word, all right? Which is pretty good, because you're going to sort of find out about the different pronunciation features, and also you'll pick up various expressions that he used that you might not know. First of all, the story is he's talking about when he had a date with a girl and it was the worst date that he ever had. First thing, he went to her house. He went to her parents' house to pick her up. And um, they lived somewhere in East London, around the back of Limehouse. It's an area in East London. And apparently he was just going into the flat, into the apartment or house. And there was a big glass door and someone had left a telephone on the floor. And by accident, he kicked the telephone and it hit the glass door and smashed the glass door, right? So that's the first thing he did wrong. He smashed the glass door by accidentally kicking the telephone, which uh, had been on the floor. And that flew into the, the glass and smashed it. Um, and his, apparently the girl's parents were, you know, quite nice about it. And they said, don't worry. So he sat down on the sofa and he, he kind of rested his arm on the side of the sofa and it ripped and fell off. So somehow he broke the, the arm of the sofa 
it ripped and boom, fell off, right? So within the first 30 minutes of him arriving, he's already smashed the glass door and he's already broken the arm from the sofa, right? Uh, let's see, what else, what else did he do? Then he got on the bus with the girl and had a fight with some Russian sailor and he punched this Russian sailor on the bus, right? And then finally they got to this party in Islington and he was kind of like uh, just at the party with his with this girl, and he had one eye on his on the girl, so he's kind of watching the girl, looking after her, and apparently she was walking towards him, and she slipped on the carpet, like she f fell on the carpet, but he managed to catch her, but while he was catching her, they both fell back against the table, and there was a huge glass chandelier. A chandelier is one of those very ornate glass things that you have hanging from the ceiling with light coming from it. They're a big glass, very decorative um, thing that you, you would have hanging from the middle of the ceiling. Apparently there was a big glass chandelier on the table and they knocked the chandelier on the floor and that smashed everywhere. And he tried to apologise for it but in the end uh, um, the woman uh, who owned the chandelier was very upset and they had to leave. Right, so that's the worst date that he ever had. And I think he never saw the girl again, unfortunately. Right, but let's try and understand word for word what uh, Ray uh, said in the interview, okay? So we'll start from the beginning again, and I'm going to play, play it to you bit by bit, explaining as we go. So let's listen to the start again. I remember going on a date once uh, years ago. That's, I remember going on a date once. Uh, years ago, but going on a date sound like going on a date. I remember going on a date once. I remember going on a date once years ago. With a girl, Kerry, really good girl. I know her brother and everything, right? With a girl, a girl is a a girl, right? With a girl, a really good girl, and that's <laughs> that's a girl, okay? Uh, and he said, I knew her brother and everything, right? I knew her brother and everything, right? And I picked her up, and as I went to pick her up, I walked into the, uh, this is a disaster, this is how things go wrong, right? This is a disaster, this is how things go wrong. This is how things go wrong, right? This is our things, our things, how things. This is how things go wrong, right? I walked into the passageway, and they lived at the back of Limehouse, really nice people. I'm going to add a tape, a tape script for this, by the way. But he said, I walked into the passageway, they lived around the back of Limehouse, really nice people. So Limehouse is just an area in East London. So he's saying he walked into the passageway and they lived in Limehouse, by the way. Um, and someone had left a telephone on the floor. Someone had left a telephone on the floor. Someone had left the telephone on the floor. Someone had left the telephone on the floor. Right? Some, someone had left the telephone on the floor. Someone had left the telephone on the floor. Okay? And there was a glass door into the front room of the lounge. And there's a, there was a glass door into the front room of the lounge. There's a glass door into the front room of the lounge. Lounge, not lounge, but lounge. In, into the front room of the lounge. <laughs> lounge is lounge or living room, like the sitting room in your house. As I walked in, I was going hello, and I kicked the telephone on. It was like on a volley, half volley. As I walked in, I was going hello. As I walked in, I was going hello, or I was saying hello. I was going hello, and I kicked the telephone on the on the volley, on the half volley. I kicked the telephone 
on the half volley, right? On the volley, on the half volley. If you kick something on the volley, it's kind of like, I don't really understand how you do that with a telephone, but it's like if you kick something when it's in the air, like in football, you kick something on the volley. I don't really know how he's kicked the telephone on the volley, because I imagine it's on the floor. But anyway, he kicked the telephone. So as I was going in, going hello, like going hello, I kicked the telephone on the volley. Like I said, a volley is when you, like, say, kick a football when the football's in the air. That's a volley, OK? It went straight through the glass window, right? It went straight through the glass window, right? It went straight through the glass window. Went straight through the glass window. Window. That's window. Right? OK. That's the, no, that's the first, right? Smash the thing to pieces, right? Smash the thing to pieces, right? Smashed the thing to pieces. He doesn't say thing, he says thing, like with an F sound. Smash the thing to pieces. I'm in bits, I'm like, uh. I'm in bits, I'm like, eh, uh, uh, Right, I'm in bits means like I'm, you know, uh, shocked, you know, um, really disappointed and embarrassed. I'm in bits, I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh. <laughs> Mum and Dad were caught, I said, I'm really, really sorry. Who left the phone on the floor? They're going on all that. They're going on and all that. Who left the telephone on the floor? They're going on and all that. Who left the telephone on the floor? They're going on and all that. So like, and all that is a bit like, etc. They're going on is like, they're saying. So who left the telephone on the floor? They're saying, etc. Who left, who left the telephone on the floor? They're going on and all that. <laughs> yeah, they're going on and all that. They're going on and all that. All right. I'm really, really sorry. Kerry was upstairs getting ready and all that. I'm really, really sorry. Kerry was upstairs and getting ready and all that. So I'm really, really sorry. Kerry, that's probably his date. Kerry was upstairs getting ready and all that. She, Kerry was upstairs getting ready and all that. Yeah. And then I sat down on the city waiting for her, you know, the mum's panning the glass up and it's like, I'm in bits. And I sit down on the settee, right, but he doesn't say settee, he says settee, settee, which is quite a common feature in that sort of London accent, that the T sound isn't really pronounced like a T sound. Instead, it gets pronounced with a kind of glottal stop. So that's like, instead of saying settee, it's like settee. Or instead of saying water, it's like water. Yeah, can I have a glass of water, please? A glass of water. So water, not water, but uh. So that kind of, um, let's say that sort of plosive sound that you normally get with a t on your tongue at the front of your mouth. T, that plosive sound comes from the back of your throat. Instead, water, uh. Uh, uh, there. So that's how, that's like our working class people, like Londoners speak, you know what I mean? Well, maybe not working class, but that's how sort of the, the that's how that London dialect sounds. Whether it's working class or not, maybe is another question. But anyway, he said, I sat down on the settee. I sat down on the settee. The settee is the sofa, right? I sat down on the settee and I'm in bits, right? Again, it just means he's embarrassed. He's very ashamed of himself. Yeah, I think he said that the, the mother was um, like panning the glass up. That means kind of sweeping up the glass with a dustpan and brush, right? Um, a dustpan and brush. That's what, you, that's what you would use to clean up broken glass, right? A brush, we know, a dustpan is like the little tray thing that you use to sweep up any broken glass, right? So she's like panning up the glass, meaning sweeping up the glass. 
All right. And I leant on the side of the sofa, like that. And I leant on the side of the sofa, like that. Now, like that, or like that, that means like that, right? So he's actually demonstrating with his arm at that point. I leant, uh, leant, that's lean, lent, lent. Um, like you know, like the leaning tower of Pisa, for example. I leant on the side of the sofa like that. I leant on the side of the sofa like that. Yeah. And then what happened? And the whole sofa ripped down and fell off. And the whole sofa ripped down and fell off. But he doesn't say down. He says Dan. And the whole sofa ripped Dan and fell off. Now not whole. So there's another feature there. Not not pronouncing the H sound. Not the whole sofa, but the old sofa. Ripped Dan, ripped down, Dan, and fell off. Right? Like that. The old, the old sofa ripped down and fell off. Like that. Now you're going to think I'm joking here, right? Now you're going to think I'm joking. You're going to think I'm joking, right? But he doesn't, he doesn't say think, he says think. You're going to think I'm joking. And he doesn't say joking, oh, joking. He says joking. Joking, you're gonna think I'm joking, right? It fell off and I'm up. It's like you've been framed to say, right? It fell off and I'm up. So it means he got up. And it's it's like you've been framed or something, right? Uh, you've been framed is a uh, like a TV a very popular TV show in England and that's like home videos where people have embarrassing accidents. You know those kinds of shows? So he says it's like you've been framed or something. That means it's like I'm in some embarrassing TV show or something, right? It's like you've been framed or something, right? I'm in bits now, right? Oh, fucking sorry, right? And they're getting the ump now. And I'm in bits, right? We know what that means. I'm in bits. That means I'm like, you know, really ashamed and embarrassed. And they're getting the ump. They're getting the hump. You know, like a hump? You know, like on a camel's back, a hump? Well, it's a kind of... A slang expression, if you're getting the hump, or getting the ump, it means you're getting pissed off, getting annoyed. They're getting the ump, like that. Yeah, so that means uh, they're getting really annoyed, really angry. And he said, I'm fucking sorry, I'm fucking sorry. So that's like, I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, now, remember, fucking, yeah, is a swear word, which you shouldn't repeat. Okay, it's a very rude word. It's probably the, like the second most rude word in the language. I'm not going to tell you what the first one is, actually. No, it's just too rude. So I'm not, I don't want people going around swearing all over the place in different countries because they've been listening to Luke's English podcast. But just for the benefit of this particular clip of Ray Winstone, he said, Fuck, I'm fucking sorry. I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. The, the, the word fuck is actually very commonly used, but it's very rude, so don't do it, okay? It's not big, and it's not clever. It's not fucking big, you know what I mean? I'm in bits now, right? Oh, fucking sorry, you know what? And they're getting the ump now. <laughs> I'm smashing the ass up. <laughs> I'm smashing the ass up. I'm smashing the house up. Like to smash something up is like to destroy it, yeah. I'm smashing the ass up, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've only been in there five minutes. Done that. We've got a bus from Limehouse, on the bus, some Russian-type sailor started uh, digging us out. Some Russian-type sailor started digging us out. If someone digs you out, and to be honest, it's not a common expression to dig someone out, but it, mean, it means to kind of um, 
let's say, be, be rude to someone, say very rude things to like start a fight, you know, with someone. So Rush, some Russian type sailor started digging him out um, on the bus. And I was saying, you come with me, with your girlfriend and all that. I've had a fight on a bus with a geezer, right? I've had a fight on a bus with a geezer, right? Now a geezer is just um, a kind of slang word for a man, right? A geezer. I've had a fight on a bus with a geezer. I've had a fight on the bus with a geezer. That's G-E-E-Z-E-R. Geezer. And it's just a slang word for a man, right? A geezer. Know what I mean? A bit of a geezer. Remember, by the way, that I will write a tape script for this interview, so you can read it on the website, and I'll, you'll be able to see all these words written down, and then you can like check them out in the dictionary or whatever you want to do. Um, that's remember the website's http colon forward slash forward slash teacherluke.podomatic.com. Don't forget it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's listen to the rest of this interview. So he's he's um you know he's had a fight on the bus with some geezer, with some Russian geezer, yeah. What happened next, Ray? Tell us. Tell us what happened next, please. Within half an hour now, right? right mullered him on the bus, right? It's all gone pear shaped, right? Mullered him on the bus. I've mullered him. To muller someone is to like punch someone. You know, like with your hand, uh, with your fist. So he mullered him on the bus, right? So he's punched him. And he said it's all gone pear shaped which is another kind of typical sort of Cockney expression. If something goes pear-shaped, it means it goes all wrong. Everything goes wrong. It's like a disaster. It's all gone pear-shaped. Uh, pear is a fruit, right? Apples and pears. It's all gone pear-shaped. I mullered him on the bus, right? It's all gone pear-shaped, right? So we're still going out. We've gone to a pub. Then we've gone to a party. And the party's in Cloudsley Square. It is, right? We're still going out. We're still going out. And we've gone to a party, right? And a party is, is in Cloudsley Square. So a party, you know what I said about the T sound, yeah? Well, there's another example of it. It's not a party, but a party. Yeah, we've gone to a party, yeah, in Cloudsley Square, and that's in Islington, Islington. Islington is an area in kind of north-east London, or north London, Islington. But he says Islington, Islington, or Islington, because he doesn't pronounce the T sound, just like Islington. We've gone to a party, yeah, in Islington, Islington. Still going out, we've gone to a pub, then we've gone to a party, and the party's in Cloudsley Square. It is, right? Go up there, nice out, very nice out, one of three kind of tier houses, tower house things, you know, really lovely. He's talking about the house where the party was. He said he's gone up there. It's a lovely house, a kind of like a three-tier townhouse. It means like a three-storey or three-floor townhouse, a lovely house. Quite common in that area of London, or in many areas of London, these kind of lovely townhouses with three floors. You get like a basement floor, um, often four floors actually, a basement floor, a ground floor, and then two other floors. So I've, we've gone up there uh, to a lovely three-tier townhouse in Islington, Islington, right? And the same thing. You know, what I was just saying about this, what reminded me about, you know, keeping one eye on her, she's all right, and I'm talking to a couple of friends here, like, bum, bum, bum. Um, right. Well, I'm not quite sure what he said there, to be honest. I think he said, so we went to the party and the same thing happened. You know, what I was talking about, I'm keeping one eye on her. I'm keeping one eye on her. Um, just basically means he's watching her, he's looking out for her. And then something about boom, boom, boom. I, I don't know. I don't know really what he means. I don't think he really said anything there, to be honest. Just, just noises, really. Just kind of cockney noises. 
Now, it's not really fair. He did say some things, but he didn't really make any sense. Let's listen to it again, though, anyway, just to see if we can pick out something. You know, what I was just saying about this, what reminded me about, you know, keeping one eye on her, she's all right, and I'm talking to a couple of friends here, like, bum, bum, bum. And then she's walked across the room. And as she's walked across the room, so as she's walked across the room, fine, OK, it's fairly clear, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's like fairly clear, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, pretty simple, yeah? It's like, it's not, it's not rocket science, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not fucking rocket science, yeah? All right. I hope you're not listening to this in a class. I hope that as a teacher, you haven't just sort of like, oh, I think I'll download this episode about Cockney accents. That sounds good. And it's like full of geezers, yeah, swearing. You know what I mean? It's just like loads of geezers, like effing and blinding and swearing, like fucking, just swearing all over the place, you fucking mug. You know what I mean? You, As a teacher, yeah, if you're listening to this in your class, you're a fucking mug. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's becoming quite rude, this podcast. I do apologise if you're offended by this, this language. But, you know, this is real British English. This is what it sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, but the truth hurts. The truth can hurt your ears if you're not prepared. Okay. And anyway, it said explicit. It said explicit on the on the podcast. So, you know, you were prepared a little bit. And then she's walked across the room. <laughs> to come and talk to me. And as she's walked across the room, right, to come and talk to me, to come and talk to me, to come and talk to me, okay. I've noticed that you do with your girls. It's something you kind of you you look after them without making them feel they're being looked after. You know what I mean? But you you watch it. So and I've noticed. I've noticed. So there's the T sound. I've noticed, not I've noticed. I've noticed. And you do with your girls, and you do with your girls. So he's saying, and I've noticed, and you do with with girls. You know, you notice things. You know, I've, I'm I'm looking after. I'm looking after her. I'm looking after her, right? So he says he's, he's noticed something because he's looking after her. And she's tripped on the carpet. She's tripped on the carpet to trip. You know, that's like to fall. You know, if you're walking along and your foot hits something on the ground, you might trip. It's like when you, you kind of fall over because your foot hits something. So she's tripped on the carpet. And as I've caught her, I've caught her, right? And as I've caught her, I've caught her, right? As I've caught her, caught her, not caught her, but caught her. So, um, again, the H sound of her isn't clearly pronounced. So, as I've caught her, not caught her, I've caught her. And the T sound of caught, so it's not caught her, but as I've caught her. It sounds like quarter or caught her. As I've caught her, so he, he, he managed to catch her. There's a table behind me with a glass chandelier, right, thing on, right? And I don't know how much this was worth, I'll bet it. There's a table behind with a glass chandelier, and I don't know how much this was worth. Um, worth if something is worth something, it means that it has value. So maybe the, the chandelier was worth like £5,000, or the chandelier was worth £10,000. So I've, there's a chandelier, and I don't know how much this thing was worth, but I've, I think he said I've hit it, I think. With a glass chandelier, right, thing on, right? And I don't know how much this was worth, right? I've hit it. And it's smashed on the floor on the fireplace and it's gone everywhere. I mean, it's glass everywhere. You couldn't glue this back together. <laughs> right, and the woman whose house it was screamed. Yeah, he hit it and the glass smashed everywhere and there's glass everywhere and you couldn't glue it back together. Glue, you know, is that stuff that, um, you know, if you, sm if you break something like a plate, you need glue. 
to stick it back together. So you couldn't glue it back together again. And the woman who whose house it is screamed. Okay, remember the the the, the word scream is like ah like that. That's scream. The difference between the word scream and the word shout. Scream is when you go ah, and shout is when you just speak very loudly. Oi, what are you doing? Like that. That's to shout. Okay, but the woman screamed. Right. And I remember saying to her. And I remember saying to her. I'm really sorry, love. Whatever it costs, I'll, I'll, you know, I was trying to catch her. Whatever it costs, I'll pay for it and I'll, I'll put it all right. You know, it was obviously someone's mum we knew and I'll pay for it. She went, however much it costs, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Yeah, however, however much it costs, I'll pay for it. I'll put it right. I'll put it right. Yeah, don't worry, I'll pay for it. It's obviously someone's mum we knew. And she went on and went on, and then you go, well, fuck you then. And, and she went on and went on, and you go, oh, well, fuck you then. So she went on and went on means she kept, she kept, like, she was obviously very angry and very upset. She kept, like, complaining, or maybe she kept sort of um, uh, being angry with them, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you've done this. What have you done? You know, so she kept going on, and in the end, he just, oh, well, fuck you then. <laughs> but she went and she went on and went on and then you go well fuck you then and you know, then it all goes pear shaped and then it all goes pear shaped there's that expression again it all goes pear shaped it all goes wrong right okay and that was the date and I got her home and and that was the date date not date but date that was the date and I got her home not got her home or got her home but I got her home that was that a really nice girl could have you know might have been really nice that was it I had a nightmare well so by watching someone trying to be so nice it all went the other way that was it I don't think he heard from her again he said by watching her by trying to be nice it all went wrong so that's it that's the end of the story so there you go that's a bit of Ray Winstone there uh, talking in that sort of geezer you know that sort of cockney accent you know what I mean he's like a bit of a geezer you know what I mean like that um, so that's Ray Winstone. So I, I, phew, I hope you found that interesting. Um, and um, it's very common that accent. You, it's you know popular in sort of gangster movies, like British gangster movies, tend to use a lot of that sort of accent. Um, and it, what's very funny is when American actors try to use, try to do that accent, and it all goes horribly, horribly wrong. It all goes pear shaped. Um, for example, uh, who's the guy in Ocean's Eleven? Um, there's a guy called... I can't remember his name now. Um, he's an actor in Ocean's Eleven, and he plays a British gangster, but his accent is absolutely terrible. I want to see if I can find a clip on YouTube, um, and I'll play it to you. Let me see. Okay, I couldn't find any examples on YouTube, but the actor's name is Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is quite a famous American actor, but... He couldn't do an English accent to save his life. Uh, the other example of a bad English accent would be Dick Van Dyke from the uh, movie Mary Poppins, uh, which is a lovely, lovely film, like a fantastic film. But Dick Van Dyke's accent in that is terrible. Dick Van Dyke is, a, is an American actor, and he tried to do a kind of a Cockney, working-class London accent in that movie. And it's, it's famous for being a terrible... British accent. Still a fantastic film though, it's a really really nice movie. Um, so there you go, I, I think that's probably it, I wonder if I can find some other little samples to play to you. 
I think this might be the end of the podcast, but uh, I'm going to have a little look uh, on YouTube and see what I can find. I might just add a few other little examples of some sort of working class, like Cockney English for you, you know what I mean? All right, nice one. Right, I found a little clip from EastEnders. Yeah, EastEnders, that's um, a very, very popular soap opera in this country. EastEnders. And it's about kind of um, ordinary people in uh, East London. So let's listen to this clip. Basically, try and work out what's going on. Okay, what's happening in this in this clip? Just to give you a little little clue. First of all, the scene is in a pub. It's in the local pub, and some of the girls are sitting around and they're talking about their secrets. But one of the girls has got a kind of a dark secret to reveal. <sighs> what's it gonna be? I've got one. Go on, Enzo. Go on. I was going to tell everyone tomorrow, but I might as well do it now. You're too young to have a secret. Yeah. Shows what you know, doesn't it? Yeah. Let's hear it then. I'm leaving. Oh, no. What? I'm leaving. Walford. Well, England. Ooh. Uncle Harry's asked me to go and work in his pub in Spain, and I said yes. Oh. You are joking. No. Did you know about this, Peggy? Used to me. A great experience. Yeah. yeah. No, it won't. Because she ain't going. Leave it, Kat. It's up to Dad, not you. Talk about it later, eh? You can talk all you like. She ain't going. You don't rule my life. Look, just shut up and sit down, so. No, you're always doing this to me and I ain't having it. Stop it, the pill. What's it got to do with you anyway? It's got everything to do with me. Uh, all right, I'll go and have that now. You ain't going anywhere! Watch me! Cat, leave it. No, please, Cat. Oh, no, leave them, Nan, leave them. Zoe, come here. No, apparently you're picking on me all the time. I'm not picking on you. You're embarrassing me in front of everyone. Just listen to me, will you? I'm going. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Do you want to we see who he listens to. Why don't you just leave me alone? Because you're not going yes, to Yes, I am. Get away from me. No, you don't rule my life. You're not going to Spain, and that's that. Why not? Because I said so, all right? And I have to do everything you say, do I? No. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. That's that's the, uh, the the ending music that you always hear at the end of EastEnders. So did you get the get the idea of that? You ain't my mother. You 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 ain't my mother. You're not my mother. So basically, um, one of the girls was saying, "I'm leaving. I'm going to go to Spain. My uncle has given me a job in Spain, so I'm going to leave England and go to Spain." And one of the other girls says, "No, you're not. You're not going." And they have an argument. She says, uh, "You're not going because I say so." And she says, "I'm fed up with you picking on me, uh, to, like telling me what to do in front, of, embarrassing me in front of everyone." And she says, you can't go to Spain because I say so. And she says, you can't just tell me what to do. You're not my mother. And then the, the other woman said, yes, I am. So, you know, the secret is that actually she was the other one's mother. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, there you go. It's a bit of EastEnders for you. You can find more EastEnders if you uh, just do a YouTube search for EastEnders. E-A-S-T-E-N-D-E-R-S, EastEnders. Right, that's it from this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Thank you very much for your emails. I continue to get lots of emails uh, from listeners um, telling me their stories um, of, of, like, you know, how, how they're learning English and, like, where they're from. I get emails from lots of people all over the place. So thank you very much for contacting me. It's, it's very nice to hear from you. Sorry that I don't get back to everybody. Um, I just can't, you know, I, I spend 
enough time producing the podcasts and putting them online. I can't really reply to everyone, I'm afraid. Um, Watch this space for more episodes coming soon. That's it for this one. Thanks very much for listening. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks very much for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information and a transcript, please visit teacherluke.podomatic.com.